It is October 31st, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar and Nick Hausman. Guys, how's it going? Very well. How are you? Tired as hell. Went to New York Friday night, came back Monday morning. Still sort of recovering. This, to me, is a sign of aging. Mm. And travel takes recovery time. You can't just get off the plane and go. Uh, doing okay. Nick, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. It's Halloween. It's my, it's maybe my favorite holiday of the entire year. Uh, I've got about, I've got a lot of fun stuff I'm doing today to get ready for the Winkly tomorrow. We can talk about it at the end of the show. But tonight, I get to put on my, co- my couple's costume again with my girlfriend. She's Bob Ross. I'm a, a canvas that she's painting. And... We're gonna go. We're gonna go out and celebrate a bit tonight, and then tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and come back to work. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, SmackDown gonna, Live. Oh, you gonna sorry, have the Justin. hair and everything. Oh, dude, there's photos on my Twitter feed. Go check it out. I like. Bla- cool. I. It's awesome. She. She's the draw. Like her as Bob Ross, the draw. I'm just a dude in a canvas. It's great. Worth checking out. <laughs> I will. Nice. I uh, find as to get older. Just don't have the energy. No energy for Halloween. Nah. I'm 33. Whatever. Let's get to it. I love it. You're a young man. It's a young man's holiday. Party. party all the time. Andrew WK. Life's a party. Party hard. <laughs> I remember what that was like. Oh, man. So SmackDown last night. On the heels of Evolution. Speaking of which, how come SmackDown last night? Becky, Charlotte, why did they bury that stuff in the middle? Why, why didn't they open the show with that? Close the show with something there. You know, you the, had, like, the, what's that? How about the la- how about the lack of girls entirely on SmackDown? Yeah, seriously. I mean, but Becky Charlotte, I'd be, I, I, I have been uh, hesitant to not be prisoner of the moment, but best women's main roster match ever in the WWE. Well, what was better? I keep trying to think. Uh, no, I mean, as far as overall women's matches, I think that, yeah, that was really hard to top. And, you know, one of the things that was so great about Becky and Charlotte at Evolution was just, you know, their, their full emotional range was on display there. You got to see, you know, Charlotte uh, much more uh, much more animated, I feel like, than we have in the past. And uh, these two are just drawing the best out of each other right now. And uh, the physicality was good, but I just really thought that the range of emotions those two kind of went through in that bout. Uh, took it to the next level. Yeah, I mean, Mark Henry, I heard Mark Henry called it on, on Busted Open, you know, probably, you know, the, the match of the year. I mean, I think it's probably definitely the – it's got to be right there with the best women's match I've ever seen WWE put on for sure. Um, and, and to the point of, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of women on the SmackDown, and it was, you know, it was where they were placed to follow up um, last night was where I bet you, though, had the Dan O'Brien situation not took place, they probably would have kicked Raw with Becky and Charlotte, I would, I would imagine. Yeah. And I understand, I mean, they had to do some heavy lifting uh, before Crown Jewel on Friday. But, man, Becky and Charlotte. So that was up there for me. The the other three best women's matches that come to mind, Becky and Sasha, NXT, and then the two Sasha Bailey matches, take over in respect. Yeah. Probably the, the four best women's matches. Well, this is, you know, this is the, the bridge we're finally seeing because, yeah, it's been no secret that the women down at NXT have been putting on uh, classics here for a couple of years now. You know, at, same with the tag team division. You know, I'm glad to see that the action on the main roster for the women is starting to live up to what we saw in NXT. And I, and I hope it happens for the tag teams, too, because uh, we're going to get to SmackDown here for a second. And SmackDown went off the air and it was weird. One of the things I thought was, remember Sanity? <laughs> remember oh, Jesus yeah I forgotten f- totally forgotten sanity was it still a thing yeah so I mean it's great for the women right now I think they definitely made a statement at evolution it was one of the best WWE pay-per-views I've seen in years uh it's on the rest of the roster and the rest of the divisions now to, to get there I mean can the cruiserweights capture lightning in a bottle like the women have I you know just like the tag team division yeah Remains to be seen. Uh, SmackDown last night did open with Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles coming out to the ring, cutting promos. Why wait till Saudi Arabia? Let's do this right now. Uh, they had the match. Bryan tapped out. Samoa Joe came in after and attacked, resetting up Samoa Joe for AJ Styles in Saudi Arabia. But this was a uh, pay-per-view quality match. I mean, and this went long. This was like the first half hour plus of the show. Uh, Justin, how do you think uh, this compared to your expectations for the match and what we would have seen in Saudi Arabia? 
I think it hit the expectation, no doubt. Um, you know, and certainly, you know, we, we it hit the expectation. You know, we we all speculated what was going to happen with Daniel Bryan, and and, and we, so we got the match unadvertised. Very good match. Um, I, I'll just say this: I I hope for Daniel Bryan's sake that him adding one more change that Vince has had to deal with Roman and and, and John Cena and just all the controversy. I hope for Daniel Bryan's sake, because he's probably the lowest on the totem pole that this does not, he doesn't have to pay for it. Meaning if they had some big plan for him between now and rumble and mania, hopefully he doesn't get himself in, in the doghouse uh, because he's, you know, not wanting to go over there when everybody else is except for John Cena. But again, John Cena's in a, a level of his own. That's just reality. Nick, what'd you think? Uh, very similar thought to Justin and uh, Justin, by the way, I think your mic is maybe tucked under your chin a little bit. I keep hearing it rub against your beard. Um, but uh, my, my same thought was that after this bout was done and Daniel lost, now he's lost his title match. Right. And to be fair, I don't, I thought Miz should have been in this spot anyway, you know, kumsi kumsa, but you know, he lost this match here on SmackDown. I agree with Justin, regardless of the circumstance uh, I mean, and a lot of people would agree for the reason Daniel Bryan's not going, but the company wants to go and he is not going along with that line and he is making a, a headache for them uh, where they don't need one. This isn't injury related anything. This is a personal call on his part. And uh, I'm going to be very interested to see what the next couple months hold for Daniel Bryan, if they continue to rally behind him or if they... Uh, if you kind of start to see him drift off a little bit, almost a little bit like Shinsuke has, you know, where it's just kind of come out, do your little wave, your little hat and uh, hope that you can keep your pop going, you know? Yeah. And Vince is like, do we have the number still of that little person in Montreal? We need to get him back for some promos. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. bring, bring big cast back. No, 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 I don't think that's a good idea at all. Um, but yeah, it is. Big, big, it, it, a big cast would have gone to Saudi Arabia. Oh, fine. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Big cast would have been waving the flag to Saudi Arabia. But uh, I just, I, I, I felt it was, it was a fun watch for me, but I couldn't fully invest myself knowing it was happening, especially since we got the tap out finish. It's clean. He doesn't really have a claim to another title match, which means he's going to be adrift. And for Samoa Joe, I wonder. You know, I was reading back this past week at all the, the news reports as it like six days ago, uh, Meltzer was reporting Joe was out and not cleared for action. So the fact he's back like this, either one time calling a favor um, and then he's going to take some needed time off a la Kevin Owens or are they going to reward this guy for stepping up and making the dive controversial circumstance, pressing through pain? I, I, well, I mean, I'm interested. Do you guys think they, they pull the trigger on here on Samoa Joe for stepping in and saving saving their butt a little bit? Yeah, I don't know about. I don't know about pulling the trigger. I mean, I think it just you know just step, just subbing him in when you need to. I don't know if it's going to be like some. I don't know if you know. It's not like he's going to win the title or anything. I I don't know. I I wouldn't think so. I would think not. I mean, especially if he is dealing with an injury, um, you know, and, and may need time off. But it's you know it's one of those things. You know, again, one guy said no, another guy said yes. You know, if you want to make a real clear signal of. Here's how we reward loyalty. I, I, it was definitely something in the back of my head. It wasn't, you know, my prime thought, but it was definitely something I thought about. Hmm. Yeah, it could happen. I mean, I think it's good for his career. It's, yeah, for Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan, it's not like Daniel Bryan's been on a huge upswing, has he? I mean, I feel like not that he's botched his return, but this hasn't been the fantasy we all thought it was going to be. Well, I think it's a matter of what your expectations were. I mean, I, you know, we've said this before. When he came back around Mania time, I said, I was like, you know, you're not going to see him in the world title picture for the immediately. They're, they're going to they're going to make sure he's healthy. They're going to make sure it's fine. You know, now it's been, you know, whatever nine months, whatever it's been, and so we're starting to see him. And I think certainly, as as we all look, they certainly uh, the way, especially how short the match with the with the Miz was in Australia, that you know, it kind of seemed like okay, maybe they are saving this for Mania. Um, you know, I mean, and, and how unfortunate, you know, I mean, look, he's doing whatever he wants to do morally. That's his that's his right uh, or his decision that he's made. You know, it, you know, as good as the match was between he and AJ, it was unfortunate. You know, because like him versus AJ at Crown Jewel, you know, I probably would have picked AJ, but you know, you never quite know. At least there's some unpredictability. Of course, when you watch a match last night, while bell to bell, it's very entertaining. You knew what the outcome was. You knew that Daniel Bryan wasn't winning, and that's kind of disappointing that we finally get, you know, one of these matches on the Daniel Bryan dream list that we want to see in a WWE ring of him versus AJ, and you absolutely 100% knew the outcome because you knew it was just to get him off of Friday's card. That's that, that, that's the unfortunate part of it all. 
No, I agree with that. Um, and then we went backstage, Paige talking to Charlotte, asking Charlotte if she wants to be the captain of the SmackDown women's team at Survivor Series, and Charlotte declined. What do you think this means for Charlotte going into Survivor Series, uh, Nick? Well, it's a good question. I, I like that she didn't take the role. You know, I like that Charlotte and Becky have kind of gotten themselves in a bubble where uh, it's so personal between these two for the title that everything else has kind of been uh, become irrelevant. Um, I could see her maybe getting drafted by whoever does get captain later closer to it. Uh, or maybe uh, maybe there's somebody else that they want to see Charlotte take her aggression out on and they, they think there's a program for. I don't know who that person is, uh, but I would think it would be one or the other. Justin? Yeah, I don't know where Charlotte goes from here. You know, I mentioned this Monday on the podcast that, you know, it's interesting they have Rousey versus Becky at Survivor Series for this with bragging rights, essentially. Um, and and, 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 a, and a layer behind that is, you know, it's probably not going to happen right now just because the, the one side of, of it is so unknown. Like, you, they did show a kayfabe picture backstage at Evolution. They've showed it several times of the four horsewomen of Becky and, and Charlotte yeah. and all that, but with Rick. And then, of course, we're seeing the four horsewomen of, of Ronda Stable now starting to you know, now Ronda's Four Horsewomen is far less known to the WWE audience, so Survivor Series is kind of quick, but I, I just find it interesting timing. They're putting Becky versus Rousey. We're seeing everybody from these two four famous Four Horsewomen factions now are all coming into the picture, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know where Charlotte fits in. That's, that's probably a, a really that's probably one of the best mysteries going into future booking is, okay, where does she go from here? I thought it was going to be the four-on-four for Survivor Series all along. I think it would be very weird for them to announce it's going to be Becky versus Ronda and then change that up to have it be the four on four match. Well, I don't think they're going to change it up for the match. And again, you know, again, the four horsewomen on Ronda's side are just too unknown. Uh, but yeah. I could, what I'm saying is I could see it be Becky versus Rousey, but if they want to protect both women, i.e. not have Rousey get a clean loss and not have Becky get a clean loss, I could see maybe this is the beginning of the brouhaha. Hmm. Yes. It's weird to talk about the this NXT stable like they could be a part of a, a main roster storyline in a couple months. Is that is that's I mean it just I I dig it. I'm with you guys. I I want it. Um, you know, you could even do a bit where you got the other three women and then they're wreaking havoc on Bailey and Sasha, and Bailey and Sasha undermanned need somebody to uh, even the odds, and that's where they go on hands and knees to SmackDown, begging Charlotte to help them take on Rhonda's enemies. You know, I, I, I could, I could see that, but it is just a, it's a bit of a stretch for me to think that this NXT stable is going to somehow be called up and in a, in a prime position like that comes survivor series. Um, evolution. I think proved that women's wrestling fans are really forgiving in terms of the amount of storyline we need going into matches. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Sorry, God, I mean, you cut you off. Good. No, go for it. No, no, I was just going to say, and remember, with the time of year we're at here, you know, we're going to have another women's rumble. And it was this time of year last year where they brought two trio stables up um, because they need they need to make sure they have enough depth and enough attraction for a 30-woman rumble and, and what all follows that. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, they are, they are an NXT stable. The, the, the weirdest thing about it all would be is that Ra Rousey is a babyface and, um, and it seems like the rest of her stable right now is heels. So that would be the, the, the oddest thing, honestly. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to Becky Ronda. I said to my wife last night, I was like, God, as exhausted as we are, do we want to go to LA for Survivor Series and see Becky Ronda live? And we just said, no, no, we will wait and watch that at home without traveling, without braving the crowds. Um, but that that match, I think, is going to be awesome. I am 99% certain Becky is going to lose that match, but uh, I still think it'll be very, very good. And I'm glad to see Becky get that opportunity, especially after Sunday. Um more hype for Crown Jewel last night. DX versus Brothers of Destruction. We'll talk uh, about Crown Jewel and the latest news thereafter, including a big name that looks like is making the trip. Uh, they had a trick or street fight last night. Big E versus Cesaro. The New Day came out dressed as the Brood. Uh, I have to say, this is my favorite uh, New Day Halloween costume yet. Pumpkins in the ring. So much happened in this match. Nick, what did you think of this segment? I thought, well, I always like the trick-or-treat fights, but I'm a dummy, right? I was just kind of waiting. You know, it's the yearly spot where somebody gets a pumpkin on their head. I don't think we got that spot last night, but I was waiting for it. Um, I thought this was fun. I, not, I'm i not like, you know, look, Crowdrill's happening. This was a mistake, but I wouldn't have maybe given the media the physical gif of Biggie drinking from a chalice of blood, spitting the blood into the crowd, and then throwing to the crown jewel graphic. It was just a little bit 
I thought that part was just a little maybe in poor taste. Uh, but other than that, I mean, this is a silly fun time. These guys, this, I popped huge for the brood music. I'm sitting there on the couch. I'm like tweeting. I hear the brood. I'm like, am I playing WrestleMania 2000 right now? What is going on? Um, I, I thought it was great. The entrance was great. That was my own, my only little small gripe was the visual of, uh, the blood chalice and the, the crowd jewel logo. Yeah, this was fun. Um, uh, you know, it's weird. Every year, the New Day does a good, you know, throwback Halloween costume of a star in the pa- of stars of the past that all of us can appreciate. You know, and it's it's weird. Every year when Halloween comes around, I forget that they do it. Like you'd think by now, I'd be like looking forward to like who are they going to be this year, and I and I forget that that's a thing every year. Um, you know, I gotta say my favorite one year was when they when they dressed as the different uh, as the different uh, faces of um, Charles Wright when they one was Papa Shango, one was Godfather. You know, <laughs> I, I think that was great. This. This was really cool. Like like Dick said, I was looking away from the TV. I heard the brood music, and I immediately had you know had my attention. I think we all have fond memories of, of that. You know, and, and let's and let's give a shout out to the the cheesy men in black suits waving the fire sticks to create the fire at the entranceway for them. The whole thing was fun. It was, it was very new day. They, they 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 definitely are. They definitely win the fans over because we know that all three of them are like diehard fans, um, and and they they get a kick out of doing that stuff. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Biggie won, uh, spit missed on Cesaro, then dropped him for the pin to win. And um, oh, it's building up for the World Cup tournament at Crown Jewel. Shane McMahon was backstage with Jeff Hardy and The Miz. Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio were there. And Shane said that now specifically said if one of the SmackDown superstars loses to a Raw superstar in the World Cup finals, they'll be fired from SmackDown. So that's just Stupid. if they make it to the finals. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then Corey graves props to graves for i think actually saying on commentary well somebody should just die out in the first round so you don't worry about getting fired yeah <laughs> i i yeah i thought that was the smartest thing that was said all night was by Corey graves right there about this exact situation um it also i think kind of i mean at least to me says a raw guy is gonna win right if you've got a stipulation like this that kind of gives the, the the finish away a little bit it says a Raw guy is going to win, and it says whoever that SmackDown person is getting fired. I mean, like you know, okay, somebody from SmackDown needs to get moved to Raw. That's what they're doing here. And who do you think would that? Who do you, who do you think would be that person? Randy Orton, maybe. Hmm. I, I kind of thought Jeff, or if he needed to go away for a little while. I don't know. He's always kind of injury. He's always kind of banged up these days. I don't know. I'm just thinking. You don't have Brock around regularly. You've turned Elias face. Owens is gone. Lashley's a heel, but he's banged up, we hear. So I'm just thinking you can move Orton over and have him. Um, I mean, maybe, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, and I don't know, because Miz is kind of tied to Tuesday nights now with the with the Miz and Miz coming back. I think it'll continue on Tuesday nights, but he would be somebody I think would be fun back on Raw, too, and you'd be able to keep him and Daniel Bryan apart. But all that, of that would be there. That'd be yeah. a big thing, yeah, keeping him and Bryan apart. If, if, if that is the long-term plan for Mania, that would be the best thing is to keep them apart. Yes, agreed. Yeah, so we'll uh, see what happens at Crown Jewel on Friday. Shinsuke Nakamura versus our truth Oh, man. Again with this. Truth's in a, I mean, originally this seemed like a one-off when this happened uh, a couple months ago. Now are they in a, in a feud, technically? I mean, this is uh, a second or third time these guys have faced one another. Uh, Carmella there with Truth. Oh, there was dancing. Decent length match. Shinsuke Nakamura won with the Kinshasa. Uh, how do you think things are going with Shinsuke, Nick? Oh, I said it earlier. You know, Shinsuke is at the come out and wave your hat to the crowd uh, point at his time in WWE. You know, it doesn't seem like they have a real hard, good direction for him right now. We're waiting on that feud. Samoa Joe kind of stepped into that ultimate AJ Styles role that Shinsuke was trying to occupy before. Uh, so, uh, yeah, wait and see here from Shinsuke. It does not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he won. It'd be, I mean, at least our truth didn't win, but he does kind of just seem to be in a, a holding pattern right now of just coming out and being Shinsuke Nakamura and then going away. Justin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, it seems like the train has passed. I, I don't, you know, unless he goes, unless they do the two way street and he goes back to NXT or something, it just doesn't seem like there's. Uh, there's, it just doesn't seem like there's much plan. I mean, to, to borrow a, a line from my controversial friend here in Pittsburgh, Mark Madden, 
I mean, Shinsuke is basically one step away from WWE booking for just spitting the green mist. I mean, uh, being a guy from Japan who spits the green mist. I mean, they, they just don't. I mean, it's just they turn him heel. That kind of surprised me, but I thought I did. But after thinking about it, all right, maybe this is maybe this is okay. Maybe this buys some some longevity for him. But I there's just there's no consistency with, that they're providing him booking wise. Um, you know, he's not a promo guy. He's got a lot of swagger and charisma that's very unique, but it doesn't seem like it's really being showcased uh, the way it was at least in NXT. I just I don't know. It just I just very very blah very feeling with him. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that, um, which is unfortunate because I really like Shinsuke a lot. Uh, speaking of promos, Becky Lynch did come out to the ring last night and gave like probably the shortest in-ring promo in recent memory. I think it was like, what, four or five sentences? I uh, just talked about going to Survivor Series to rip Ronda's arm off, drop the mic, raise the title and walked out of there. Ah, uh, I mean, good that you know she didn't have to wrestle again after Sunday. That last woman standing match was something else. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys. That's what I tuned in for SmackDown last night. Where is Becky Charlotte going from here? What's Becky doing next? And this was the the most uh, minimal amount of Becky Lynch that we could have gotten, especially with having her come to the ring to cut that promo. Uh, yeah, we talked about it earlier. I mean, Justin, how long do you think Becky's going to hold the title? I, I don't know. I'll be honest. Uh, I mean, I was rooting for Becky the whole time Sunday, but I had my doubts of whether or not she'd hold on to the title. Oh, you know, I, I thought she was going to lose it on Sunday. Right. You know, knowing Rick was there and then they continue to want to add up these title reigns for Charlotte. And then when Charlotte went at the, at the, at the spot in the match where, where Charlotte's buried under all the chairs and all the stuff at ringside, and then she comes up from it and, and now Becky's backpedaling, I thought for sure, okay, here we go. We're going home. Charlotte's going to win. Um, so I was surprised. I, I don't know. I don't have any actual insight to this. I'm just guessing. I, 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 I guess that probably the finish of who was going to win was probably debated. I don't think WWE knew this entire time Becky's 100% going to win. Uh, and maybe because of if whenever that decision was made, maybe that's why we didn't really see much yesterday on SmackDown because they're kind of just trying to figure out, okay, where are we going? You know, they, they were doing Becky Ronda at Survivor Series, something I would have been happy for for Mania, but that's another story. Um, uh, you know, and, and, you know, when you have a match like Becky versus Ronda, uh, you know, each on a different show, there's really not going to be much build other than just promos. I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting, you know, uh, unless Becky comes to Raw on a sneak attacks Ronda or something, I'm, I'm not, I don't really think it's going to be much build other than just a few single promos and maybe the battle of the armbar submission. So, Nick, do you think uh, we get Becky Charlotte another round at TLC? Do you think the Rumble? Uh, do you think what? Charlotte wins the Rumble and challenges Ronda at Mania? How do you think I, this goes? I, I don't I don't know about I don't know about that. I don't really know that far down the road. I will say that last night on SmackDown was uh I thought the weakest Becky has looked in months. Um I thought that she came out, the crowd was chaining, we want Rhonda. Uh I don't know if she got shaken or not by that, but she definitely had to improvise and say the line about uh well you want want Rhonda, well, whatever she said, and then went back into her promo and was cutting a line about how she was gonna break Rhonda's arm which is kind of Rhonda's line in a Rhonda uh, friendly house at the moment, which, you know, again, you, you know, you talk about, you know, I love what Becky's doing and stuff here, but there's a disconnect sometimes between the more casual fans and, you know, what the, the ardent wrestling fans are chanting about. And there were more Rhonda chants in that audience there last night. And so I, I just thought it was a, the first time I'd looked at Becky and I was like, this kind of feels a little, uh, this doesn't feel a hundred percent confident right now. She's been mm. on fire granted with Charlotte, Charlotte knows Becky like the back of her hand, knows how to play to Becky, knows how to go out there and have a good match with Becky. This is a different dynamic. And I think it's going to be a test here for Becky uh, to try to get at that level of convincing opposition with Ronda Rousey. I don't know that that's a given. I think, I mean, it, it works great with Becky and Charlotte. I'm now very interested to see how this plays out between her and Ronda because I don't think last night was the best thing we'd seen for Becky in a while. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they pulled off, you know, a semi-convincing, uh, although stretching the limits of credibility with Nikki and Ronda in a 15-minute match, I think Becky versus Ronda can go for at least that and have it be 100% intense. Different dynamic, though, right? Yeah. Like, Becky and Charlotte went out to have the greatest match of the year, right? Nikki and Ronda went out there to play to a dynamic of, you know, uh, what is a DNB, right? A Bella or a B, right? And that oh. was the thing, and it was more – it was – a different dynamic. Those matches stood out for very different reasons. You could have swapped either and had them close the show, in my opinion. 
Um, I that's the thing though is it's all it's about chemistry. You know, I think Rhonda and Nikki had chemistry. Charlotte and Becky had chemistry. Now it's time to see can we put you know another two things together and keep the party rolling here. And I thought last night again, I just thought last night Becky did not seem as confident as she did in her recent months work with Charlotte. If I'm going to nitpick, what is with Becky in this I am the man thing? I mean, I get it. I get the reference, you know, to be to be the man, you have to beat the man. I get that. But I just keep thinking I have that Anthrax song stuck in my head every time. Just keep thinking of I'm the man. I, I think it's – I mean, so look, she, she just feuded with Charlotte. She took her dad's catchphrase. She's kind of this – you know, she's – Pushing past what she considers to be the, the women's revolution. I, I just sure. I don't care. I don't worry about that. My, my my bigger takeaway was again just about the dynamic that I felt like Becky was building for this for this upcoming feud here with, with Rhonda. And the crowd's behind Rhonda. And the crowd was behind Becky before. So I don't know. Oh. It'd, be, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, we got a couple weeks until Survivor Series. Keep building that. Like, although it'll be here before we know it. Actually, Survivor Series is in. Let's see, two, one. It's November eighteenth, I believe. So yeah, we got about three weeks. Three weeks. Only two. Uh, two Raws, two Smackdowns between now and Survivor Series. Yeah, kind of crazy. Ah, oh, Crown Jewel Friday. So last night preview of Crown Jewel, the Crown Jewel uh, tournament that's going to happen. We saw the Miz and Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio in a tag match with Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio winning. Oh, why do they do this? Why do they do this? This seemed like such an innocent, innocent, uh, you know, unessential match to end SmackDown with last night. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I was barely paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least they did a go home episode for a pay per view and had some people involved with the big part of the show involved, right? Like, is that what we, you know, last week we're talking about? They went off the air and Evolutions on Sunday. There wasn't anything there to, to hook you. At least they had the guys uh, that were going to be competing for the SmackDown side. One one of them could be fired, right? I mean, you know, theoretically there are there were stakes here with these guys going into it. I get why they did it, you know, but sure, it's you know, it didn't it didn't grab me by any stretch. Yeah. So Ray hit uh, the Miz with the 619. Hardy hit him with the Swanton Bomb and then pinned Miz for the win. <sighs> yeah, I don't care about this World Cup tournament at all. Really don't care about Crown Jewel at all. You're going to care about it when Hulk Hogan comes out to present the winner of the World Cup. Jesus. Is that is that what you think is going to go down, Justin? Plus, I told Raj that on Monday. I said, if the controversy is not enough, I said Monday night on the wrestling podcast, the controversy is not enough already surrounding the show. Wait until the wait until uh, you know something. The winner of the World Cup, the last match is done, and all of a sudden, here comes Hulk Hogan, and he's he's going to present the the winner, brother, the trophy or whatever the hell they give him. Why don't they have Enzo come out and cut a promo? You know, start the whole thing off. Let's just go all the way there. Bring back everyone who's left the WWE under a cloud of controversy. Sure, Let's just pile it all together. Put it in a rocket ship and shoot it into outer space. Rip the bandaid off, you know. I don't know. I'm so I'm so mentally detached from Crown Jewel. It's almost like you know I wanted to just be over so I could go back to just covering uh, uh, the rest of it. You know, here's the thing: is this has been a reminder for me that I'm a pro wrestling journalist, and pro wrestling is bigger than WWE. WWE is very large part of pro wrestling, obviously, but this is a fascinating time for pro wrestling, and uh, we we've run a lot of stories here. At Wrestling Inc., uh, you know, about Evolution and Crown Jewel. But the stuff coming out of Jericho's cruise, Cody's announcements, the Young Bucks, the the interest there, I can tell you, looking at the numbers, that is just as interesting, at least to the to the you know more ardent internet fans. That story is just as important to them. And yeah. uh, but is know, Saudi Arabia giving you know Chris Jericho $45 million plus potentially to put on the event? No, but Chris Jericho's making moves to help expand the bubble for pro wrestling and give more guys an opportunity to make money. You know, this is there's a lot more going on here in the moment in this business than just Crown Jewel. And it's easy to get lost in that and say, I hate pro wrestling. But WWE is not all of pro wrestling. WWE is a large chunk of it. I'll cover it like a story and then it'll be over. And I hope that I don't know. Next time it's better or it doesn't happen at all. Um, but but WWE is not all of pro wrestling. Pro wrestling's getting bigger right now, day by day. I agree. It is growing. It cannot be stopped. But the WWE is what most people still associate with professional wrestling. Maybe that can change. Yeah. Again, I think there's a, you know, that is a, a, a 
a tried and true line, but I can tell you that the business is growing and there's more interest now on outside WWE product for sure than there was five years ago. It is, it is very different. It's a very different time right now. And I think they know that too. Yeah. So uh, John Cena not going to Crown Jewel. Why doesn't Hogan just replace Cena in the tournament? Great question, Glenn. Because you need to have Leo Rush in Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> yes. Uh, you know, I hadn't even thought of it, but what a great replacement. He smells here. like money. And look, hey. I, 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 I wasn't trying. I'm not, I'm not trying to make any kind of political statement with this, but it is a little odd, right? Bizarre, coincidental that Donald Trump's like WrestleMania picked guy is the one to step in. And I know these things have really nothing to do with each other. It is purely coincidence, but I can't help but just laugh at the irony of that a little bit, you know? I used, I used to love the way that Trump, uh, in the build-up to that, that match, I used to love the way Trump would say, come out here, Bobby. Come out here, Bobby. <laughs> Every time he'd introduce Bobby, like, come out here, Bobby. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Friday. Friday, 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Wrestling Inc. will be doing a podcast after. I'll be here. Great. It felt so... Yes. <laughs> just, just waiting. Leo, please yell out, murder him. Just something like that. You know, <laughs> something just horribly inappropriate and tone deaf. That'll make the entire show. Uh, yeah, well, go big, yeah. go home. <laughs> it's going to be so, so awkward. Um, But this could be awkward, right? Like, I think everyone's interested in this, how this plays out. Renee Young is joining the Crown Jewel announce team. You think Renee's actually going to Saudi Arabia or this could be some weird green screen use and just sort of, you know, piping her in from a remote studio over in perhaps, you know, United Arab Emirates or something. Uh, I think um, I think if they're making the announcement, she's going, she's going. Yeah, I think so, too. Have they formally made the announcement? I'm looking at the, I think it was Pro Wrestling Sheet that broke it. I'm looking yeah. at it right here. It says, pull it up. Mm, learn that Renee Young has been given the green light to join the Raw announced team and is set to travel to Saudi Arabia for Friday's event. So she's going. You know. Can you imagine when somebody came to Renee and went, Renee, I've got great news for you. Oh, what's that? You get to go to Saudi Arabia. Well, I mean, you know, this is a mixed bag again. You know, this is there's so many things in motion right now. Uh, the decision to push forward with this is just thrown again. So many people running in so many directions. And on the heels of Evolution, which was very successful, and Elton the heels with what is going on controversially in Saudi Arabia, I don't know that there was not some higher-level conversation. It's like, we need to do something <laughs> to try to stem the tide of how this is moving right now. And look, it, I again, this, this is not something that I would think WWE could just do without the approval of the Saudi government. Sure. And if Renee is getting to go and perform and be a part of a show in Saudi Arabia regardless of the circumstance, that is still, uh, uh, you know, it, it, whether it's ceremonial or, or it's impactful, we'll find out over time. But it's still something of note. Well, it, it's, it is it is one step closer to what the inevitable... I mean, eventually, their, their goal is, before they're done doing this this contract of shows, the goal is to have a women's match there. And, that, and that'll be their big PR tout of, you know, we've, we've, we've helped break history and progress the culture and everything. That's the goal. So this is in a very small step, again, the, Never mind the circumstances. This is a small step towards that of having a female on screen performer there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Renee may have wanted to do it. I mean, Renee, I don't know. You know, I don't really know how Renee is. I haven't asked Renee about it, but it's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big historical thing. Right. And it is hard to put all of the pieces into context, but I could definitely see reasons that Renee would, would want to be making this trip and, and doing this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that she would, uh, just, I mean, what I know of her, I don't know that this would be something she would be pushing for. I think, uh, look at even Corey Graves in the mixed feelings he expressed last time. I don't know. I, I mean, as payday aside, do you think anyone is like really gung ho about doing this given the circumstances? Hey, look, you, it's hard like, to find. It's hard to make Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, I think, is rip roaring ready to go. He's on a plane today. Yeah, he's there. I mean, it's, you know, you get given limits, make lemonade, right? It's so this situation has become so, I mean, it is this situation has become so sour. It's become toxic. You know, you see the John Oliver 
bits and things like that. Uh, if there's a chance for Renee to step in and, and try, even again, if it's ceremonial or a token or if it's going to mean something more, but there's an opportunity for her for her to help women in Saudi Arabia. I mean, sometimes you gotta. I mean, it's it's sometimes you gotta weigh the the scales there. And again, I don't want to speak on anybody's behalf. I'm, I haven't asked Renee about this, but I could definitely see a case for her saying, you know, I see some value in doing this. Well, and let's remember, you know, Vince. You know, they're not they're not taking a full roster over there. Um, Vince is obviously, I would imagine, is taking. Well, we know if we assume Sean, we know Sean Michaels, Brock Lesnar, and Taker. You know, Vince is probably financially taking care of everybody. And think about what Jim Ross said. Jim Ross said one of the best paydays he ever got was going over to the Middle East for for Vince. You know, so I mean, I, so I mean, you know, she might be uncomfortable, but again, I mean, it's it's, it's probably she might be getting the best, the biggest payday she's gotten, maybe aside from WrestleMania. So. Maybe I I bet you though, uh, I would be surprised if she is on the feed they show in Saudi Arabia. I do not think my prediction well, if is, she's sitting ringside yeah. right there with the rest of the announcers. I mean, if I'm Saudi Arabia and again, I look the, from what we gathered from Chris Jericho's little bit where the prince of Saudi Arabia asked Vince to put Rusev in a casket match conversation, mm-hmm. obviously being had here. Right. So yeah. like, if, if Vince in the WWE is saying, look, we're not trying to, I don't know. Are we PR for Saudi Arabia now? I don't know. Well, they but, are, but I mean, you're saying, look, yeah. The only we got to make a big move here to try to stem some of this. Let's put a woman not in a ring. We'll put a ringside. She can call the action and 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 make make a make a deal here. And I, I don't again. I'm not a fly on the wall. But if I had to put dollars to donuts, I'd think it was some kind of conversation like that that went down. Did Stephanie even go last time? I don't believe so. Yeah. So it's interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens Friday. Oh, it's going to be so strange. So strange, because it's not like the story's blowing over. It's not like things are calming down on an international level. More details keep coming out. I don't know. It's probably the, the strangest WWE pay-per-view in the grand scheme of things in recent memory. Um, WWE is interested in Trish Stratus and Lita having more matches. What's, what's the story on that, guys? Well, it's a PW Insider here just had a bit out. I believe it was this morning um, or last night about just how WWE is very impressed with Trish and Lita and uh, possibly looking at doing a tag team match with them at WrestleMania 35. Not surprised by that, but, you know, watching Evolution, I was thinking to myself, man, have I seen Trish say in so many interviews, I didn't want to come back because once I come back, they're going to hook me in and then I want to spend time with, with my kids. Uh, you know, she blew her and Lita, you know, really blew everyone away. I hope they do more. I totally understand if they don't want to, um, but hard to argue that there wouldn't be value in them coming back, especially at WrestleMania. Yeah, there's there's definitely value, and they they still are very over with the crowd. They still look, uh, you know, great. You know, I mean, Lita had a few missteps, but I don't want to nitpick here. I mean, it's not like she's in the ring every day. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, again, I, you know, I'll be at Mania as I normally am. Would it be good to see him live? Yes, but I, 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 I don't know. I don't know really, really, really what I expect from them, nor do I want them to be doing. Hmm. It's a good match. I think they're both great. Uh, man, I would love to see them in one-on-one matches, but I understand putting them in a tag is easier. Uh, share some of the heavy lifting. Uh, yeah, that was a real high point Sunday at Evolution. That match mm-hmm. thought was very, very good, even with uh, Alexa not participating in it. Uh, Ty Dillinger out with injury. What, what's, what's up with Ty? I feel like he was on TV a couple months ago and uh, just back to being off TV. What, what happened to him? Oh, well, it must have been something recently tweeted out last night uh, that he had an injury that's going to require surgery. There's no timeline on for his return yet. Uh, but, it, I mean, it, when there's no timeline, it kind of puts everything on hold. Uh, Ty did show a little bit of fire here recently uh, against Randy Orton. Um, so maybe some time away to rest, rehab, reflect on what he learned from that, come back. I still think Ty Dillinger is an underrated talent on SmackDown or in WWE in general. And... Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd give him at least something when he comes back. I, I see him as a mid upper mid-card player uh, in that ICUS title picture if, if they want him. Yeah. I feel like he's had ample time to reflect. <laughs> I mean, what else is he doing? You know, backstage of catering. There's no uh, superstars. No, no additional show on WWE for him to be on. Uh, I love Ty Dillinger. I'm shocked how little they've done with him. I feel... People have speculated that his ultimate role will end up in training at the Performance Center. Uh, but, man, 
he's had more TV time than Sanity in recent months, so I guess that's something. Yeah, I mean, they actually let him go two weeks in a row with Orton. I mean, I actually think it was three weeks in a row. I think Orton laid him out, then he fired up, but they came back one more week. So he got, you know, definitely more than Sanity. I, again, I just, I, I don't know exactly when this injury happened. I do think there is something there with Ty Dillinger. He was hugely over in NXT. Again, we haven't seen that bridge completely work every time. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope he takes some time, reflect, maybe gets, uh, puts on a little weight, uh, bulks up a bit, and Comes back hot. I, I'm a Ty Dillinger fan. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, on the cruise, it was announced that the Young Bucks and Cody, the elite, are no longer in Bullet Club. So what are the details there? Great question. We have a mole on the boat right now for Wrestling Inc. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff coming out uh, for from this cruise, actually. Cody announcing publicly, uh, I'm not going to WWE. I promise we're going to do an all-in two. Uh, then of course this came out, uh, just last night that the bucks, uh, actually it was the whole being the elite crew and Chris Jericho on stage doing a Q and a and Cody and, and the bucks just bluntly said, you know, this crew right here, sans Chris Jericho, who does his own thing. We're the elite and the elite is no longer bullet club. And so they're out. It throws a lot of speculation into, you know, what the, the future plans may be for these guys. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep a close eye on where the trademark sits, uh, for all in, you know, they keep teasing on their show. Uh, I got, I got a little insight here for you that I haven't even written up. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, you're hearing something that I'm working on for the site. Um, so the all in trademark was filed by killing the business Inc., which is the entity owned by Dana and Matt Massey, which is Matt Massey is known as Matt Jackson, one half of the young bucks. Now they, Justin, do you know any of this? Have you followed any of my trademark shenanigans here? Very little, so I'm just going to go ahead and listen to you. Okay, okay. So they filed for the all-in trademark uh, a couple months before, I think it was like late June, before uh, the first all-in event. And the the trademark itself, you go online, I wrote a whole bunch about this with uh, uh, Will Will Williamson, our, our legal correspondent at Wrestling Inc. And, you know, we took a deep dive into to the status of the trademarks, and the Young Bucks have the trademark set that is now open for uh, open for opposition. It went up open for opposition on the 23rd, so about a week ago. So if nobody set, uh, challenges the Young Bucks trademark, which is being filed by Killing the Business Inc., the Young Bucks should own the Young Bucks trademark before December. Like, they should have it sometime by the end of November. Now, mm-hmm. the all-in trademark was held up a little bit. Um, there was a, a dispute about what they meant by the word exhibitions in their initial trademark filing. Now, that dispute was resolved and approved. Uh, the trademark was approved for publication for opposition on the 25th. That was six days ago. Now, from the time that it gets approved to be published for opposition, it can take a couple weeks. Uh, but, and then once it's, once it's actually published for opposition, they have 30 days for people to oppose it. And then when that's done, they can claim the trademark. Bottom line, bottom line, they have been teasing on being the elite. They've been teasing publicly by January 1st. They're going to announce something. They're going to have something done. If the pace keeps up with the rate that these trademarks are going, there's no big oppositions. There's no big hangups. By January 1st, theoretically, Matt and Dana Massey, Killing the Business Inc., will own the trademarks to Young Bucks and All In. And since that process is still in place right now, the trademarks are not finalized yet. I find it very difficult to believe that they are going to be signing with anybody uh, until the top of the year when those trademarks are locked down, because those are very valuable things to have when it comes to negotiating a new contract with someone. So what I think this is, is a power play. I think this is separating themselves from bullet club, which is an entity owned by new Japan pro wrestling. Um, I believe uh, from all reports that some of these guys are already done with their new Japan contracts. Hmm. I think Cody's done with ring of honor. Uh, So I think these guys are largely without contracts at the moment. And come January 1st, if they've got all their ducks in a row and they own these trademarks, I think we're going to start getting to hear some very interesting reports about the negotiations of what these guys are doing next. How are they going to reconcile going as the elite, though? They can't have action figures. Doesn't Mattel have that lockdown? Uh, yes, that's my, that's my question, too. But they haven't filed a trade. They haven't filed anything for a trademark on the elite. It's just a name they're using, right? And yeah. so that's the thing is I don't know if this is a holder name, I don't, I don't really know what they're doing right now. I feel like they're playing a lot of games right now, but I do know that I follow the paper trail and they are very close to owning these trademarks right now. And once they own those, they can call themselves young bucks all in. They, and he does own the Massey's do by the way, 
uh, Killing the Business Inc. That is owned by them as well. So, you know, wait and see. Is the elite forever? Or is the elite for now? I don't know. But they're not in Bullet Club. That's the big, you know, they've distanced themselves from that. Yeah. No, it's exciting. I mean, seeing what oh, they wait. do next. They own Being the Elite. The trademark to Being the Elite is owned by Matt and Nick Massey. Both the Bucks are listed on that specific trademark. So the word elite within pro wrestling, I mean, they own the word, they own the trademark for being the elite. Did that was approved already? It's been approved. Yeah, it's live. It was live before all of this. Being but the elite approved. Do they have that for toys? I mean, Mattel didn't contest that for toys. Well, you're here's the thing is the word elite is, you know, you're you're talking about elite action figures. They're yeah. being the elite, slightly different trait. I mean, you can sit yeah, down. Yeah, but confusion though is a reason for contesting on grounds. You're not gonna be able to confuse an elite action figure with being the elite, which is Ooh. a YouTube series. So I, look, you can contest yeah. all you want. You had your 30 days for opposition, you didn't oppose, it's their trademark. Um, so it is live. You can the the word elite. It's it's interesting. You got to phrase it in your. There's several elites, the elites, trademarks on file. They're all for different things. So it is about intent. And this is a longer conversation. We can have another day about trademark law. But the bottom line is they could have these trademarks lined up by January 1st, which is the date they're teasing. And I think this is all one big power play on their part, waiting till they have all their ducks in a row and ownership of their uh, destiny would be my guess. Well, I will tell you, I just went to the U.S. trademark site and searched the trademark for being the elite, and they have it for hats, shirts, professional wrestling, and entertainment. That's uh-huh. what it's under specifically. So they do not have it for toys. They did not. They did not attempt to file it for toys. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is, you know, that's the thing. Is it's a, it's a game here of stepping around. What do people have trademarks for? What can I use it for? It you know it's whatever the elite different than action figures elite different than being the elite you know the you got a good lawyer you can get tricky with this stuff so absolutely it's like two hundred and seventy bucks per cat- category or whatever that's what it used uh, to be uh, but yeah again a lot of this stuff I'm working on we're I'm working on something to to piece this all together in a way that I hope you guys uh, can can digest and enjoy it and get some actual information out I'm tired of all the speculation about what these guys are doing here's some facts guys follow the facts right. Isn't that 99% of wrestling, quote-unquote, journalism is just speculation? Well, I guess I'm the 1%. Aren't I lucky? <laughs> Same with Justin. A lot of respect for Justin. Isn't that why Sam Roberts claims wrestling journalism doesn't exist? No. Uh, good Lord. Right. No, it's cool. No, I like this. I like uh, the detail-based stuff. It's very fascinating, very interesting. And uh, it's an interesting time right now in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, certainly the most interesting since I've been following it. Man, just with all this going on, cannot wait for Friday to be over. And that's one of the things, too. I think that, you know, again, as we're wrapping up here, uh, Crown Jewel making the decision. Uh, I'm not emotionally invested in this Crown Jewel thing, but I, I, I am very interested in this other stuff. And, you know, I think there are going to be more people that seek out this kind of stuff, try to find out what's going on. The bubble is expanding. Uh, every action has a reaction. And, um, you know, this was a gamble here on this Crown Jewel show. And, and maybe... Maybe they're reading the tea leaves, but uh, I definitely see interest rising in other products, 100%. So what have you guys heard about the actual gate for Evolution on Sunday? I talked to a lot of people in the area, talk, uh, they're not wrestling fans, that when I mentioned the people I knew that were in New York, they were like, oh yeah, that's been very heavily advertised there. The arena, they said sold out, there were seats that were open. Um, I heard people took a bath on StubHub uh, that tried to flip tickets. But if you guys heard anything financially from the WWE's perspective, do they see the event in and of itself as a success, regardless of the PR? I, I don't know the numbers, but I, I think WWE has their mind already made up. They are doing another one next year. It's going to be an annual okay. thing. Uh, and I think they're pretty happy. I mean, you know, ticket, I mean, obviously, again, Nikki Bella and Ronda Rousey did their job. It was we talked about surge in tickets. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned this uh, when I did a run in Sunday. So much Nikki Bella merch. People cosplaying as Nikki Bella. I've never seen this at a wrestling event uh 50 50 gender dynamic but nikki by far had the most merch that people were sporting in the audience uh probably follow-up was uh bailey then becky ronda then sasha as far as women's merch people were wearing but nikki massively over with that crowd yeah that's why she may have edited yeah i get it (laughs) but it's weird though because you think about it in our bubble in how we view it. And you look online, you look at wrestling Twitter, you look at the way people respond to Nikki and talk about Nikki. Um, 
But no, she's absolutely a draw to a whole different subset of wrestling fans. People that probably aren't wrestling fans, but they watch the reality shows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Yes. Wonderful. I have no idea what the, the financial information is on evolution. That is my input. I understand. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I'm glad I went. Yeah. Fun time. Uh, well, I have to dawdle off here. I'm actually going to go over. Can I plug what's going on with the Winkley tomorrow now? Yeah, please. All right. All right. Wonderful. Uh, I, uh, yeah, the new episode of the Winkley drops on the wrestling Inc. Uh, audio channel tomorrow on iTunes. Uh, I'm going to wander off now to go talk to WWE hall of famer, the Godfather who has come up uh, a couple times in this conversation today. Of course he was on Hardy house Halloween. So we're going to be talking about that. We'll talk about Papa Shango cause it is Halloween. Of course, uh, so I got a good chunk of time with him set aside. So get that tomorrow on the Winkley. Uh, we also are going to have uh, highlights from the Taya Valkyrie uh, Impact Media call, chatting with her about uh, how she felt about those awful things Austin Aries said about her during that feud with her husband, uh, Johnny uh, Impact. We've also got Andy Malnoski, uh, who's been great interviews for us over on the Wrestling Inc. Uh, YouTube channel. He is going to be joining me as my co-host. We're going to be playing his interview with Dwayne Gill, Gilberg. Uh, and oh, nice. Yeah, so Gilbert, Godfather, Taya Valkyrie, and then Jesse Collins, who does views from the turnbuckle. He'll be back. Uh, we're gonna be chatting about evolution. Uh, from the uh, we're gonna be looking at evolution uh, after he wrote on Friday what his expectations for evolution. So we're gonna kind of compare those two things side by side. Uh, so tune into that. Subscribe to Wrestling Inc. Audio Channel, and uh, and I'm at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Cool, Justin. What do you want to plug? Uh, this afternoon, we're going to have an early chair shot rally rather than waiting until this weekend because of Crown Jewel Friday. We'll have some videos up on the Wrestling YouTube here later this afternoon with our full Crown Jewel predictions. Awesome, guys. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And yeah, Friday, be live tweeting during uh, Crown Jewel and then we'll be on the podcast after. And we'll see you back here next time, folks, on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.